gets in. Another wide open three. Pierre Cardin. The first Booker to the long range jumper. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the Valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Chris Paul, bring a dinner with the dish. D Book on the corner with the swish. We the Valley, hating with the dunk. Posterizing, now the crowd getting pumped. We the best, I ain't talking about Cali. Who's next? Never winning in the valley. Can't wait for that championship rally. Send them home, send them back to Cali. Stand up if you're down for the sun. Put a finger in the air, we number one. P H O E N I X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P H O E N I X. Sons and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Welcome everybody to the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. I think we're about episode 12 of the off-season bit that happened this week. We have a, uh, a little bit of a different looking crew here today. Um because uh, Nate is busy running around Singapore trying to find a house and Boyd is travelling at the moment for work. So uh, we've got our, Bo- our Boyd replacement, which is Ash. Ash, welcome along, mate. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me once again. Um, absolute pleasure to be here. I seem to get on all the shows with Trev, which is awesome, mate. Um, good to see you, Trev, Hamo, Gav. Um, hope you're well. As always, we have Hamo here. Hamo, how you going, brother? Very good. Thank you, mate. Keen to uh, talk some suns. Haven't seen Ash in a while. This will be good. Haven't been on with Trev. It's going to be fun. See you all the time, Gav. I still like it, though. Excellent. And, of course, Trev, who's uh, becoming a semi-regular now, Trev. Welcome aboard again, mate. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks, Gav. Ash, uh, hey, mate, good to see you boys. Um, I'd just like to Make note that I was happy to come on, unlike Jay Crowder didn't crack it about not being a starter, was happy to come off the bench and, and get the call. So, um, you know, just playing my role for the team. Amen. So, uh, Amen. looking Boy forward Trev, to chatting hopefully. all about that up uh, a little bit later. Well played, mate. Well played. <laughs> We're... Um... So if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, whether it's live or whether it's um, watching us back, whatever it is, hit the like button, comment, do all that sort of stuff. We're still getting plenty of people on that are checking us out, watching these early parts of the show in particular. So do us a favour and just hit the like button and uh, just put a comment in there about how good Trev looks, um, you know, something <laughs> like that, um, and keep us ticking over. So, gents, today we're going to go into our preview of the Southwest division. Um, only one division away from talking about our uh, our Pacific division, which I know we're all looking forward to. The one we actually give but, a real fuck about. But we need to get through this one as well. So we are going to talk about five sides from the Southwest division today. The first one being Dallas. Their major ins, JaVale McGee, Jaden Hardy, Tyler Dorsey, Christian Wood, 
and they're out speeding. Trey Burke, a Bo Bain, my John Murray, my Yonovic, my whatever. Um, Marquise Chris and Sterling Brown will kick it off, Trev, with you. Give us your thoughts on Dallas. Where do you think they'll finish in the West this year? And um, any comments about them? Uh, well, I guess if we look at the roster, I guess the, the main change is they've brought in JaVale. Um, okay. Probably a, a significant overpay, in my opinion. Lost Brunson, who is Oh, I forgot a Brunson. Huge Why loss. haven't I got Brunson on there? So uh, lost him. Now, he's huge for a couple of reasons. He's really the only guy um, outside of Luca, obviously, um, that can handle the rock and kind of, you know, get his own. Um, I know they've also got uh, Spencer Dinwiddie there, so I assume he slides into that starting spot. But if you then you look who else they've brought in, they've brought in Christian Wood. Now, I'm not really sure how Christian Wood fits on this roster, um, and if you look at the roster overall, it's pretty underwhelming, right? I would I would say they've gotten worse by the loss of Brunson, who was pretty big um, in the playoffs, you know, particularly against us. I know he was pretty quiet the first couple of games, but then he figured it out and got it going. Um, to be honest, I think they win less games than what they did um, season just gone. I have them probably finishing sixth um, in the West, and I think they'll be KO'd in the first round. The only caveat I'll say uh, is that Luca could very well have an MVP calibre season. Um, and if that does happen, then look, they'll probably slide up a couple of spots and might sneak through the first round if that's the case. But I just don't think there's enough there on that roster that's going to trouble the more um, balanced sides in the West. Hamo, talk to me about Dallas. Man, pretty much spot on. Like, they have made some semi-solid moves in the off-season, um, but fuck them. No one likes Dallas. Dallas don't doesn't like Dallas. Um, I've got them finishing at fifth, so pretty similar to what, what Trevi is uh, is predicting as well. I don't think they're going to cohese as well as they expect to at the start of the season, and that's going to bring them back down. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking Mavs, man. Who cares? Boyd knows what's uh, up. Ash, what do you got for us when it comes to the Mavs? So what did uh, what did Boyd what does Boyd have them finishing at? Boyd has them finishing eighth, so in the play. I reckon they're gonna finish somewhere between what Trev said and what Boyd thinks. I think that six or seven mark is probably about right. Um the European Russell Westbrook, I think um I think he's primed for a good season. He looked pretty good in the offseason. Um I'm. I, I think they like what Trev said. I think they got worse. Um, their fans seem to think they got better for some reason. But um, yeah, the loss of Brunson is going to be huge. Um, Javel's probably a, you know a decent upgrade for their their bench center. Um, they don't really have a, a genuine center really again, do they? They're going to play with Finney Smith and the likes. Um, I'm not. I'm not sold on them. I think Trevor's spot on. They'll be lucky to get. Out. Mavs. Uh, yeah, well, look, as much as we hate him and we do, um, Luka Doncic is, without question, whether whether we like it or not, a generational talent. He has the ability to carry this side. The problem is I just think his body type and the way he plays is really going to hurt him with injuries. 
um, as he goes throughout the season. And uh, and the older he gets, the worse he's going to get. Um, Javal McGee, let's be honest, uh, Javal was played off the court by Dallas in the playoffs. Um, he's going to be a decent support for them. Christian Wood's likely to... Well, Javal records he's going to start at centre for them. I can't see how long that lasts before they move Christian Wood to the five um, and we play him full-time at the five. Um, they, uh, you know, Dwight Powell's still a lot of talent, but reality is exactly what Trev said. Jalen Brunson's uh, just a massive loss for them um, because he was able to carry the bench while Luca rested, when Luca rested. Um, and I just think he's going to have to carry too much of the team. I do have them finishing in sixth um, because the West... Uh, I think we said it last week, the West is going to be fairly weak at the bottom end. So they're going to beat those sides, which will have them easily pushing into that top six. They will just miss the play-in. But when it comes to playoffs, there's just going to be way too much for Luca to carry this season. And I think he'll really struggle with it. Um, Our next team is Houston. Houston. We have uh, Inns, and obviously Trev's picking up more Inns than I am, but um, Trey Burke, Bobam, Marquise Chris, Sterling Brown, Tari Eason, Jabari Smith is their big rookie, um, and Ty Ty Washington is a rookie. Outs, Cameron Wood, and John Wall. Um, Trev, what do you got? Um, well, first off, I just like to say thanks for all of and as in the new era, so I appreciate that, mate. Just trying to uh, make myself as good as yourself. Um, I also appreciate... Sorry. I also appreciate Erin um, jumping into the chat here and just noticing that she doesn't want to be called a Sava fan, so that's very good. Um, okay, Houston, look, it's a bit of a mismatch of a, a roster by virtue of the fact that either everyone's a veteran in your Eric Gordon mould or you've got a bunch of blokes that are kind of two, three years in, into their career. So um, I don't think they're going to win a, a hell of a lot of games. I've probably got them pegged for... They'll finish above San Antonio in the division, in my opinion. So I've probably got them down for high 20s, maybe 28 wins. But I reckon they'll be fun to watch. So if you've got the league pass happening... Um, jump on them because I reckon they'll be in a lot of games and you'll see a lot of explosive stuff from guys like Kevin Porter Jr. and particularly Jalen Green um, and the young center that they've got there um, as well. So I think he'll do pretty some pretty good things. Um, so, yeah, that's where I've got him. Uh, sorry, Sengen. Yeah, that's his name. Um, I reckon he'll do well. Um, like the way he's coming across and Wood moving out will allow him to kind of thrive. So, yeah, look, they're not going to do a hell of a lot, but they'll be fun to watch anyway. So where have you got them finishing, Trev? Uh, uh, give me a number. 13. 13. Because I've got lucky, I've got you and you and Nate merged. You and Nate merged for your predictions at the moment. So Okay. 13. 13. Love it. All right. Hey mate. Houston. Straight out the gate, man. We're gonna say fifteenth. Um not expecting much out of them at all, man. No, there's not much more than that. I mean, they, they've lost a lot. I don't think they put in enough pieces to make a make a good difference. And yeah, fifteenth. Ash. So what have we got, Boyd? Boyd, what has Boyd chosen for for Houston? Boyd has Houston finishing in thirteenth. 
yeah, I reckon 13, 14, 15 is probably about right as well. Um, like Trev said, I think they're going to be quite exciting to watch and there's going to be those games where they do seem to turn it on and click and, and get it going. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think um, it's going to be a pretty uh, pretty, pretty low season for them. And, look, they're playing for draft picks, let's be honest. And um, I like um, – I do like um, Jalen as well, so I think he's going to be good. Um, but, yeah, he's he's still got a long way to go. So, yeah, 13, 14, 15 and – Nothing too exciting from them. Just um, the occasional fun game to watch. Uh, here's my first, uh, my first, I suppose, out of the box prediction. Even though it's not really out of the box, but a little bit out of the box. I have Houston just missing the planes. I think they'll finish eleventh. Um, I, I, what, uh, what Jalen Smith did in the back half of the season last year. Has to give them a lot of a lot of uh, what's the best way to say it? Um, there'll be a lot of excitement in Houston for what Jalen Smith can bring to that team. I really Jaylen like Smith or Jalen. Or you mean Jalen oh, Green. Green? Sorry, Jalen Green. Green. Yeah. Um, I, I <laughs> you really had me like going there for a minute. Oh yeah, the sticks um, man. No, <laughs> Jalen Green. Yeah, I, I think he's there's a lot of upside to what he could do. He's explosive. He's exciting. Um, he's going to bring something into that team. Kevin Porter Jr. is a pretty solid player. He's going to have some good games. I really like the um, draft pick of Jabari Parker. I think he's a perfect fit for Houston. Um, and as uh, Trev mentioned, Sengun is, I think, having the opportunity to play a little bit more basketball um, with Cameron Wood moving on, um, or, or Christian Wood, sorry. Jeez, I'm going well with these names already, aren't I? Um <laughs> With, with Wood moving on, I think uh, he, he's a pretty exciting prospect as well. So with how weak the bottom end of the West is, I actually think Houston will travel okay this season and they've got some really, really good young talent. You need that a little bit of uh, experience there. So Eric Gordon will stay and slot in um, quite nicely in that lineup. I think Houston will surprise a few and finish 11th. Nice. Uh, Memphis, Keynes, Danny Green, David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, and Kennedy Chandler, outs Tyrell Terry and DeAnthony Melton. Trev, Memphis. Uh, well, I think, I mean, we know that uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be on the shelf for a little while. Uh, so that's a blow straight off the bat. Also, just look at... Isn't he always, though? Yeah, well, that's true, right? But when he is on the court, he's a he's a great talent. So, um, And he's a, a legitimate two-way player, although he does seem to struggle ha- applying both at the same time. He's either awesome defensively and horribly <laughs> defensively or vice versa. So, anyway, um, looking what they've lost, though, right? So, they've lost Kyle Anderson, who, un- under the radar... Solid vet, right? Solid guy. Slow-mo. Around, Slow-mo. But, yeah, but particularly around this squad, right, which is a young core. Um, and DeAnthony Melton, who I thought, again, is, is pretty serviceable. And basically, look, Danny Green's come in, but we're basically seeing the corpse of Danny there at the moment. Um, he's not. He's over the hill. And the other guys they've brought in are all rookies. So to me, look, things went pretty well. They've got enough coverage there to kind of keep going. The question becomes then, does Jar keep going? Does he throw himself up into the MVP conversation on a 
I won't have him on the same level as Luca at this stage, but does he move up a cog? Does Desmond Bain move up a cog? And then you've also got, um, you know, Triple J if he gets on the court. I'm going to say that's not going to happen. So, I, again, I've got them just sliding um, a little bit. I'll have them finishing fifth in um, in just, I'll probably say, high 40s wins, around about the 47-48. They'll get through the first round, but I think they'll get bounced in the second. Hey, mate. All right. Unpopular opinion. Jamarant has peaked. He will not get any better at his game until he gets surrounded by some real talent. So there is not going to be much happening this year. I've got him down at 12th. He has peaked. 12th? Really? Have you got the inside word from Tim Donaghy that the refs are going to start calling you for palming violations or something? How, mate? You reckon that's what's going on? <laughs> can't, can't comment. Uh, Ash, follow that one up. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably. Um, I'm probably on the same, very, very similar lines to what Trev said. I think um, they haven't got better. They haven't got a lot worse. Um, I think that fifth spot is probably about right. So a small slide. Um, the loss of Jaron Jackson Jr. at the start of the season is certainly going to hurt. Like Trev, I absolutely rate him. I think he's a. Um, I think he's a really, really good talent. Um, I think fifth is probably about where they're going to go. It's going to be just another season doing the same old stuff. I think a few teams around them are definitely going to get better. Um, and they're just going to be, you know, maybe a second rounder at best. Um, yeah, uh, they're not dropping to 12th. Jamaran has certainly not peaked. He's 21 years old. Um, peaked. He is he is an exceptional <laughs> talent. Desmond Bain is an exceptional Never talent. Never said he wasn't talent. Triple Triple J is an exceptional talent. This side is good enough to compete again. I don't think they're going to finish second in the West. Um, the top end of the West has improved out of sight, uh, but I still think they'll finish fourth. They'll be right up there. They're an exciting young team and a really good league pass team to watch um, because they are exciting and. Uh, there is a lot of talk out there about Ja Morant being better than Devin Booker. Let's calm down, calm the farm there. Ja Morant's more exciting than Devin Booker, but he's not a better player than Devin Booker. Um, not as good looking either, let's be clear And about not that, as good so. looking. He looks a little bit like a um, like a snail or a weasel or a worm <laughs> or one of those. But no, they're, they're a very, very talented side, Memphis. I love what they did last year. Um, I still don't think they're a Western Conference final type team. Um, first, second round, yes. Potentially a third round, maybe, probably not. Um, but decent, decent enough basketball side, and I think they'll finish fourth and be right there when the whips are cracking. Um, next up is New Orleans. Really, only one in, Dyson Daniels, and no real losses, um, unless I've missed one, but uh, which is probably likely. Trev, New Orleans. The pests from our finals, first round of finals last year. Yeah, well, this one, I know, Gabe, we, we spoke about um, Denver last week. Um, and I, I found Denver difficult to peg. I find these guys really difficult to peg. I mean, I, I give you the, the starting lineup. So if we've got, you're looking at a CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas, right? I give you those five names, you think, wow, that's pretty solid. There's probably one 
defender on the plus side of above average, probably Herb Jones. Ingram can do it when he decides to. There's not a lot of CJ McCallum, yeah, but there's not a lot of good spacing shooting there otherwise. So it's going to take a bit of work from Willie to get all of these pieces to fit. Um, but I think Willie, I think they're in great hands with Willie Green. I was shattered when we lost him, but couldn't have been happier for him. Um, and I think he was a big understated reason um, as to why New Orleans pushed us as far as what they did um, in the first round. So um, also a quick shout out to Sonia. Good to see you're in the chat there. Um, if these guys get it to click, they'll finish They'll finish home court advantage. They'll finish top four. Um, otherwise, uh, and you're also gambling on the health of Zion, right? Which, God, who knows what. Um, yeah. I could give you a different answer depending on what day you're asking me. Look, I'll go that they'll finish sixth. They'll clearly make the playoffs off their own bat. They won't have to rely on the play-in. Um, they will win the division. I'll have them finishing above Memphis. So what did I say? I don't know. Did I say Memphis picked, finished You fifth? just picked Memphis to finish fifth, and now you picked oh, the then they're going, sixth. All right, then they're going, they're going fourth. Top four, man. He gets 15 top fours. I'm going right, to the four. So um, four. 50 wins. 50 wins for the Pals. Jesus. Oh. Free smoothies for everyone at the Smoothie King Centre. Jump on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, look, the Pelicans are always going to be a good team. Um, injury is mainly what's stopping them from being a great team. They do have, on paper, like Trevor was saying, really good start and line-up and that, but that's if all five of them are starting that night. Um, you, you never know... Yeah, I'm just echoing Trev here. You never know what's happening with Zion. Brandon Ingram, you know, he's so lanky, like he needs to put a little bit more muscle on. He might be a little bit, you know, more durable. But overall, still going to be a good team and I've got them coming in at eighth. Ash. All right. <clears throat> the, biggest, the biggest word for the Pelicans, if... If Zion stays healthy, if Brandon Ingram brings the same intensity that he brought in the playoffs for a whole season, um, I thought Brandon Ingram in the um, in the playoffs against us was absolutely exceptional. Um, you know, it, so many ifs. They could finish third. They could finish tenth. It, it's Trev he hit hit the nail on the head with the whole. They're just really really difficult to pick. So it, it's a massive season of ifs, but. Um, I'm I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a top four and a home court advantage in the finals and um you know definitely a, a second round and um I, I have them up there I think they're wow. going to be, be a really good team this year. You guys know what, this is the Western we Conference. You you guys know this is the Western Conference, right? Yeah. 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 Right, okay. Yeah. Um, Boyd had them finishing tenth. Tenth. Boyd has them finishing tenth. Tenth. So Boy, Boyd's, on, Boyd's online. Boyd's online right now, so you can give him a shout out. Um, Hi, Boyd. I have I have the Pels finishing ninth. Ninth. Ninth in the plane, mainly because of the reasons that you just brought up, Trev. They have yeah, very no, limited, very, well be right. very very limited floor spacing. Zion has to stay healthy, uh, and I will go. I will go a little bit where. I'm going to make a big call for this team too in a second, but um, 
Zion has to stay healthy. They have limited floor spacing. Their bench, look, and I saw um, Sonia brought it up before about the little fella who runs around out there being the Lord. What what do you call him, Sonia? The little short shit playing with the Pels. Yes, he's still is. Um, uh, we're not allowed to call him the avocado, but um, he's still playing there. Um, Senor avocado. Senor avocado. He is. Um, it's a bit more respectful. I mean, hey, we're giving him a title. They don't have they don't have a lot of depth from the bench. Um, I think that's what cost them against us actually, because their starting five played beautiful, beautiful basketball against us. Um, but it was their bench that really got found out. I, I still think that's on, man. I still Throw think that's the same. Now, my big call: Zion Williamson will um, Zion Williamson. I think will stay healthy. He'll play a majority of this season. 75% of this season, I think, Zion will play, which by the trade deadline will absolutely infuriate Brandon, Brandon Ingram. And Brandon Ingram will ask for a trade by the trade deadline. <laughs> and while us Phoenix Suns fans will all sit around and talk about SGA, which I think is absolutely a fantastic move if the Suns can do it by trade deadline... Oh. I think we're going to have an option between SGA or Brandon Ingram come trade. Is he, he powerful or a small forward? He's a power forward. He's, he's basically a young Kevin Durant. This is this is likable. So he's, he's yeah, yeah, small power. Oh. Yeah, okay. He could play. He could play both. To have him on the Suns. <laughs> he could play both uh, both small forward or power forward. But oh, totally. I yeah, I was just him... curious on paper what he was. Yeah, I see him as a um, as a as a younger Kevin Durant type. He's uh, always player. had comparisons to that man. His length, his size, his game. And not as good, but similar. At the at the moment, the team is made for him. Once Zion starts playing, the team will be made for Zion. And Brandon Imagine Ingram that. will want out. Imagine when, on a when Mikhail, Mikhail plays with Ingram and they can put their arms together and they'll reach one end of the court from the other. That'll just be tremendous. Just good luck getting past that. Go, go, gadget arms. So that's my just like this. That's my big prediction, and that's why I have them finishing ninth. That's great. I like. I'm all for that. Write that the, down. L- the last yeah. team Mark in the, the date, southwest. Peeps. It's on the internet live now. I've, I can't back out of it. Um, the the last team in the uh, southwest is the San Antonio Spurs. I'm not sure if they're still an NBA team or a G League team, but let's have a go at this anyway. Um, Danilo Gallinari, Blake Wesley, Isaiah Roby, Jeremy Sohan, who is their rookie, uh, who I actually like. Um, Malachi Branham and Georgie Dieng are their ins. Uh, Danilo Gallinari was waived as soon as they brought him in. DeJounte Murray and Jock Landau, of course, are their outs. Trev, the San Antonio Spurs, one of our biggest rivals, pieces of shit, hate them, can't wait to watch them lose. Um, look, not a great deal to say about these things. I'll say two things. One is the KG veteran pop will uncover a gem here. He'll just, one of these guys will just make a, a huge leap. Um, and where that goes, you know, we'll take it. Um, I think they'll finish dead last in the division. Oh, sorry, dead last in the conference. Um, what I will say though, there'll be a game. Um, I'm not sure when it'll be. I reckon it'll be just before All-Star break where Pop will come out and coach in his slippers and dressing gown. 
because he's just looking that way there. He's a little tired of it all. He's just getting very close to – look, he's really – hasn't really given um, two stuffs of what anyone thinks. He's always done it his way. Um, but I just think that'll happen. Maybe a little pipe there as well for the old man. But, um, yeah, like even though when he's back on the sidelines last year, he looked like he'd still been in lockdown for three years. That hair's got a bit happening to it. You know, he's getting close to being able to tie that thing back. don't know what's happening to the crazy veteran, but um, I think he needs a lie down and someone needs to take over for him. So that's what uh, I'll go with there. Where do you have them finishing, Trev? Dead last. 15th? 15 of 15. 22 wins. Beautiful. Hamo? Uh, I just I love the visual of Pop coming out, smoking a pipe, wearing slippers. But I tell you what, wouldn't it even be funnier if you phoned it in even further and did it via Zoom? Someone just had him <laughs> on a laptop running up and down the court. <laughs> He'd probably still get a tea as well, wouldn't he, via the laptop? Yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah, in the in the comments um, section. <laughs> um, look, it's the Spurs, man. No one gives a flying fuck about the Spurs. Um, but yeah, something. There's a lot. I think it's worse team. So I got them coming in at at tenth. But yeah, they're in rebuild Ooh. mode. So you never know. All right, Ash. Do we need to say anything else? I think dead ass last as well. Um, and I think that's probably what they're aiming for, let's be honest. Um, we've you know, the outs and the ins. I think they've the queue is well and truly in the rack. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe in the next season or two, we may see the end of Pop. It's, um, it's that time. And um, couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of blokes. Get stuffed. You might be going for the Essendon job, Gat. That's a possibility. There, Wouldn't Pop? that be good? Well, yeah. we've, uh, apparently, apparently we're in the running for everyone else, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> um, I did hear a rumour today that Ted Lasso was going to take the Essendon job. He's probably the one guy we do need at Essendon at the moment. We can and get him Doka. He's, he's, he's free for a year. You could bring him in. <laughs> I, don't know whether, um, I don't know whether the our, our uh, fans and everyone around has watched Ted Lasso, but I think he'd be perfect at Essendon. Um <laughs> I have San Antonio finishing 14th and only because there's one side that's wiped their side out more than San Antonio and we'll talk about them next week. Um, I do agree with Trev. Pop somehow always manages to find absolute talent that wins enough game for them. Um, They will be like everyone else down the bottom though. Surely they will be after Victor Wembenyaya or whatever his bloody name is um, from France because... He is um, he is the unicorn. So I think they're going to be right down there fighting for that. Um, I still really like uh, – who's their three-point shooter that they recruited two years ago? Becky Harmon. No, she's a, a Las Vegas. Yeah, Vassal. Yeah, Vassal, yeah. Um, he was he was one of the guys I really wanted with, when we took uh, Smith Jalen Smith in the mm. draft. So um, no, I they? really like that kid. I think he's I think he's got a lot of upside. And with Dejounte Murray no longer on that side, he's going to get a hell of a lot more opportunity. Um, look, they're going to struggle. Let's be honest, and it's going to be beautiful. But to be honest, probably not as beautiful as I would have liked it because they've deliberately stripped their side back which means it's you sort of just go, oh, it's expected, where I'd really like them to have a decent side and then lose. 
because that would be a hell of a lot more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So that is our wrap-up of the Southwest Division. Beautiful work, gents. And let's move on now into what's probably going to take a majority of our time. This week in Suns basketball. So once again, the Aussie Suns fans podcast did it. We potted Monday night and Robert Sabo woke up the next morning and said, fuck it, I'm going to sell the Suns. Thanks, Bobby. Try fucking doing it before we pod, you bitch. Um, Robert Sabo is selling the Suns. Um, bit of background to anyone who doesn't know, obviously. Well, he said he's coming out to sell the Suns. Who fucking knows how long this will take, what it will take, whatever. Two things. Number one. Do you guys believe that oh, – well, actually, we'll do that in thumbs up, thumbs down. But um, who do you think is first in line to buy the Phoenix Suns from here? Now, I've got a list for you, right, because some of you might not have heard these names. So the current favourite to buy the Suns is Bob Iger, who is uh, a mentor to Chris Paul, has a lot of connections within the NBA, he is worth $690 million. He would probably lead a group of other owners to purchase the Suns. Some other names. Phil Knight, the uh, founder of Nike, worth $38.8 billion. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, worth $137.2 billion. Larry Ellison, the founder of Oracle, $90.9 billion. Lorene Powell, the widow of Steve Jobs, $12.3 billion. Arturo Marino, the current owner of the Los Angeles Angels, who is selling the Angels, is worth $4.1 billion. Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, $254.6 billion. Michael Bidwell, the current owner of the Cardinals, at $1.4 billion. Lucas Walton, um, twenty uh, the Walmart something or other. I think he's the heir apparent to Walmart, $20.2 billion. And Bill Gates, uh, obviously the founder of Microsoft did $102.5 billion. So before we actually predict who you think will own it, they're the names that are out there at the moment. And of course, Donald Trump. Um, how much do you think the Phoenix Suns franchise will sell for? Trev. Um. That's a great question. It's probably so. So a little bit of a little bit of context. Uh, I think the Clippers sold for two point four billion. Um, I think in ridiculous that's... circumstances, though, the market yeah, didn't that drive a... that. Insanity drove that deal. That was still four and years won. ago. Um, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves went two years ago for one point eight billion. Um, you know. Blah blah blah. So the the I think the Clippers went for the highest ever. Um, Utah sold recently as well for not as much as this. But what do you think the Suns franchise will go for? Given the fact that we're in a great position, we are a a hot market with a that with a new owner will be a very desire desirable place. Mm. Just a little bit more background there for you. The Bucks sold in 2014 for 550 million. Obviously, be worth a little bit more now since they got that chip. But there's another example. Um, well, I'm looking 
I mean, whatever way you dice it, I'm, I'm just doing the maths in my head and we're probably going to need a few more than just the four of us to launch our bid. So we might have to open up the chat to Ten see if years we can ago, get a, we like, didn't. like a GoFundMe, a GoFundMe page or something like that. Um, look, I reckon I get paid enough. I get paid enough. I, I could almost get there. Yeah, I know. You're the, you're the man. We know that. Um, you don't get out of bed for less than 1.5 bill a year, right? That's just Not you know, a chump change. Um, look, if you factor in everything else that's going on in the world at the moment, you know, rising costs, everything, um, you know, it's kind of a, a, a rock between it's he's between a rock and a hard place. There's no doubt the pressure is overwhelming that he's forced to sell. So if you're a buyer coming in, you're probably looking to lowball him somewhat. Most Suns fans really couldn't care if Sava got low-balled, right? So <laughs> chin up, Bob. Um, look, I'll say somewhere around about the 2.2 to 2.4 billion mark. I could be well short. It's really not something that I've, you know, put a whole lot of worth into. What I will say, though, I mean, that list of guys that you've gone through, in my opinion, the best owner that we'd get is if you can kind of go up to the average Joe and say, do you know who owns the Phoenix Suns? And they say, no. Nah. That would be awesome. That means they're keeping out of the business, letting the people so you there want, that are... you want Lorraine Powell to buy the Phoenix Suns is what I'm hearing. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy, really, whoever. As long as they just keep their nose out, let the guys do their thing, um, you know, we're in a, in a good spot. Um, yeah, look, I'm seeing some of the other numbers in the chat. All of these ones are, are, could very well be right as well. I mean, factor in, you've just recently redone the arena, new practice facility, all of those kinds of things. There's plenty of space right in Phoenix, right? If you want to build other things, you've got the the real estate there to do so. So, look, I won't I won't waffle on too much longer, but um, I think around about that mark. But we'll see. Good co- good coin if you have it. Three point six mil- billion, AJ. Yeah, right. Um, look, I reckon similar to what the Clippers had around the two point two kind of mark um i i there's i don't think there's a lot of faith in a franchise going through the changes that we have over the last couple of years when you take away the money behind it or or part of said money um but you know i could be wrong didn't work for the clippers but i could be wrong so i mean in terms of the list that you put down I think it'd be really awesome to see the head of, was the majority owner of Nike or something? Surely Jordan and him have had would have some sort of beef if they were owning rival teams, man. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, very similar to what Trev said. Give us your money and stay the fuck out of the way. Ash, uh, this is a good problem to have, isn't it, gentlemen? Um, I think um, we're gonna we're gonna break a record. For the sale, um, I think we'll be closer to the three million, um, two point seven, two point nine, that vicinity, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, I personally, I would love to see a group. I saw the the um, the Disney guy um, with his relationships that he already has, you know, with the Phoenix Suns and that sort of stuff. I think you can't undersell that, and I think that's probably best case scenario um, to have people like that in, involved. Um, Bezos would be really cool. I'd love an owner that was very much like the Warriors owner that just says luxury tax. What the fuck is that? Let's let's 
let's dig in. Let's let's have a really good crack. You you got a team that's ready to compete for a championship and has been for the last two seasons. Um, let's bring somebody in that's not going to be scared to spend some money and you know have a real good crack at um, bringing a chip home. He should own the Rockets though, shouldn't he? <laughs> All right, so um, Jeff Bezos would be fantastic, but it would basically be like bringing Robert Sava back in again. Um, he's uh, he's a piece of shit employer, everything else, not interested. I'm with Hamo. I'd love to see Phil Knight come in. He was, he's was he been close. He's been around the Phoenix Suns franchise previously. Uh, biggest problem is, obviously, he's 82 years old, which kind of makes it a little bit harder, but... Um, he was very is his money much, still green. It's still green. He was very it's much around. Good. He was very much around the franchise when Jerry Colangelo was the owner. Um, so I would, I'd love to see Phil Knight come in and and purchase the Suns. I do think that Bob Iger will buy the Suns. So um, it'll be Bob Iger along with a group of people, probably the same people who are partial owners now, that end up involved in the purchase. Um, the whole thing is Rob uh, Bobby Baby can basically hold on and decide whatever the fuck he wants to do with whoever he sells it to. So it depends on how petty Bobby wants to be. Um, he could sell it to the bloke he put in charge as governor, which is just as big a piece of shit as he is. So who knows what Bobby will do from here. But I would love to see... Um, Phil Knight come in and, and take ownership, but I don't think Bob Iger would be any bad. And Lorene Powell, honestly, she's um, she's great in the community, donates a hell of a lot of money, so she'd be good too. Um, Reckon Phil would come on the sweet. pod if he bought him? Uh, look, I think, I think Phil's probably we tell everyone like, to come on the pod. I think Phil's more likely to come on the pod than Jock Lander, but, um, <laughs> you know, let's just see. Uh, Suns are worth $1.92 billion right now. 2020 valuation was $1.64. That is correct, Richie. But the Suns are worth whatever this bidding war will pay Robert Sava. Um, and I think that we will see a sale in between $2.5 and $3.5 billion. And it will break yeah. a record. The, Phoenix, the, the sale of the Suns will break a record. Big boy money. All right, our next topic in this week in Suns basketball is obviously Mr. Jay Crowder. Um, my question to you guys is, what can we get for him? And then what do you want for him? Trev? Well, uh, it's a good question, isn't it? Now, with what's come out today, there's been a mutual um, decision for him not to attend training camp. So kind of suggest something may get done sooner rather than later. I don't know. And apologies, I, think... I should have brought that up. So, yeah, obviously, Jay Crowder's requested a trade and he is, there is now a mutual agreement that he won't show up to training camp. So mm. he, won't be, he won't be back at the Suns. His time is done. Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of things at play here. I mean, if we're led to believe the narrative which has caused this, it's because he's basically cracked the sads that he won't be starting. You know, Cam's going to come off, Cam's going to slot in. They want him to come off the bench. So he doesn't want to buy into that. So you would therefore think he's going to have a hard time buying into wherever he's shipped to, coming in off the bench there as well. So do we ship him somewhere and he gets bought out? I don't know. There's a whole raft of things. 
ideally what you you're going to want something back you're going to want a, a better shooter which wouldn't be too hard to find right we're clearly we'll lose out on the defensive end not only i think crowd is very good at making a lot of those players that won't show up in the box score and he's also one of those players that i think unless he plays for your team you're not going to be a big fan of him <laughs> he's going to shit you you're going to wish he um, punched his head in a little bit like our man jose alvarado right just a pest gets under your skin a bit but that's what he's there for and he plays with that chip on his shoulder the best deal that I kind of saw things going around, and I might not be able to get this right, was um, it was with the Hawks. So he and Shamit moving across for um, Bogey Bogdanovich and I forget who the other guy was. The name escapes me at this point. That's probably what the best we could get. But seeing what Bogdanovich went for, as in the Bogdanovich from Utah, I thought Utah would have been able to get up a hell of a lot better than what he was um so you know that kind of sets the market and if that's the case you know probably there's not a whole lot out there for him i don't think you're not going to get a first round of pick but we don't i don't think we want to pick we're in a win now mode we've clearly articulated we're willing to take on salary so i want i want a, a nice solid shooter i want some solidarity in that backup two spot really that's that's ideally what i want back from him if that happens you know, because I'm I'm willing to take a hit on the defensive end if we can make a, a stride on the offensive end, particularly a guy that can kind of create his own and you know is a really good knockdown shooter. So it's not asking for too much, is it? <laughs> Basically, just listed all the natural attributes of a typical player in today's game. <laughs> hey mate, look, um, I'm happy for him to move on. He does seem quite chirpy when he doesn't get his way. Um, thank you for the memories and the salsa dancing. Um, I do believe he thinks he's probably going to walk into like a one-year, $10, $12 million, whatever you guys call it, a vet, MLE or, or whatever it is. I don't think he's going to get that much, but I know the two places he's probably going to want to go is either Miami or Boston. So you well, you he's tell- he's actually contracted, so his contract for this year will stand. What he wants is an extension beyond this year, which we won't give to him. No. Okay, so we're he's not going to make any more money somewhere else. He just wants to start. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to. He can't fuck off. His his view is he needs that one more bag in his career. Um, and if he moves to the bench behind Cam Johnson, he can't prove that he's still starter-worthy and worthy of a one-more-bag contract. Grow up, people. Grow the fuck up. Play the role. Do the thing. Everyone wins. Like, fuck. Mm. Come on. Nah, he's a goose. Ash. Never, never liked him. Didn't like his dancing. No memories. No, no fond memories. Don't like him. Fuck off. Ash. Oh, Jay need a hug Crowder. Um, what do I think of Jay? And I think he's been um I'd be embarrassed to be him right now. I think he's um he's acted like a bit of a you know, spoiled teenager brat that hasn't got his way and he's acting like a um acting like a baby. Um pretty embarrassing. Okay, I, I think, can, I, um, can I throw some context into that comment though? Because a month ago, we all wanted Kevin Durant to do the same thing. Absolutely. 
So I always thought, you know, I, I, I respect what he's done for us over the past couple of years. Absolutely. Like I, I've enjoyed having him on the team um, and I think he's been good for us. Um, and I thought, you know, when he did come in, you had guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Like I remember one of the things that, that stuck in my head, you know, Chris Paul talking about Jay Crowder and, and how good a teammate he is and he's all about the team and, you know, Jay a dog, Jay a dog, he kept saying. And I'm like, you know, these are the things. And then the first time he's asked to take a step back for the team and he acts like this, um, yeah, fuck Jay Crowder. I'm going to need to go and buy a shirt now, I think. But um, where – what would I, I – I don't think the Miami Heat – have fucking gold what we need to get it done a lot of people keep saying the duncan robinson for for jay crowder but like gav said earlier the salaries don't match um we'd have to throw something else in and i'm not sure i want to throw anything else in i wouldn't want duncan robinson to come to the suns on what's the on 16. just not for robinson yeah duncan robinson is he's on way too much money for what he is um i don't know can we get involved with the utah jazz um, with the fire sale down there and um, maybe pry out of Jordan Clarkson, um, something along those lines. I know you don't like that one, Gav. I kind of – I like Jordan Clarkson. Um, I think we need scoring on the bench, especially now that Cam Johnson's not going to be there. And I think um, Jordan Clarkson would fit that second unit. Richie's right. Bring Kaminsky back. The tank. you got to let Frank go, guys. <laughs> We did. We said to trade him for Aaron Holiday. Bring back Aaron Holiday. <laughs> Bring back him. Aaron. <laughs> and Alfred Payton in like a two-for-one deal. <laughs> oh, boy. Chuck Simmons in there too. Fuck it. So, uh, so guys in the chat, throw in what you think the trade um, should be or could be. Um, I will throw this one up. Oh, no, I'll go first. So... For me, there's two options here for Jay. One, it's a straight trade for a draft pick, a first rounder that we can use later on um, in a bigger trade for anyone, anyone? Kevin Durant. Brandon Shy Ingram. Julius Brandon Ingram somewhere. S Brandon SGA or Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Someone's been keeping notes. Keep keep the uh, keep the assets. Wait until trade deadline. We don't need to rush. Hundred um, percent. If Jay We're doesn't want to play before that deadline, if Jay doesn't want to play and he's going to sit his ass on the fucking bench or sit his ass in the back room or whatever he's going to do, I'm sorry, Jay, but the same reason for you asking out is the same reason I don't want the Suns just to fucking throw you out the door. This is a business, and you need to wait. When the right deal comes, we can trade it. Um, I'm more than happy to take that first round pick and go after an SGA, a Brandon Ingram. Uh, hey, who knows? Maybe a Kevin Durant further down the track. I'm a-okay with that. Do you want to know why? Two reasons. Number one, we shared salary by trading for just a draft pick. We don't need to match salaries. We're not going to bring additional salary in. We just moved Jay on. Um, there's a lot of talk about how we replace him. Look, we've got PJ Tucker Light sitting there on a two-way. Bring his Wainwright in. He does the same thing. He shoots at the same clip from three-point. 
Um, and he's an absolute menace on defense. He's basically Jake Rowder light. And he let, wants to play. Let us Wainwright play um, and wait until the trade deadline when there's something there. So that for me, there, there's that. There's another deal I wouldn't mind doing, which would be send him to New York because we all know that that's uh, a death knell for everyone at the end of their career. Um, but not only that, what we can do is bring in a player like Cam Reddish, who's a young kid, um, I think has a hell of a lot of upside, but is in a really, really bad situation where the coach, we all know Tibbs, he'll just play the same five players for 75 minutes a game. Um, let's bring Cam Reddish in and see what he can do. A couple of different, uh, different ideas that we could sort of throw out, but... I wouldn't be trying to trade Jade Crowder for anyone on a contract that makes us send out something bigger. Yeah, mm. totally. 100%. So we've got a we've got a comment here. I'll get you guys to comment quickly. Julius Randall for Jay and Shamit. Yeah, no, maybe so. Uh, no, 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 no. No for no. Trev, no for Hamo. Hamo? Oh, sorry. No, Hamo's heart says, fuck yeah, take them both. But then I'm like, no, hang on a second. So no. He'll, no. uh, if think Jay's having a, if Jay's having a sook now, wait till Randall comes to town and, and sooks up over not getting the ball spinning correctly in the, into the post. He'll just have a complete meltdown. So, no. So, for leave, me... Um, leave Randall in New York where he fucking belongs. <laughs> Jay for Marquise um, Chris. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Come on. We can, we can settle that fight with Busy in the tunnel. We can work out so, who's the winner. Ah, Sonia, Sonia there's, um, I think the, the biggest issue with Jay for a Julius, Jay and Shamit for a Julius Randall is the salaries won't work. Jay and Shamit are 15 mil. I think um, Julius Randall's about 23 this year. So, therefore, you don't hit the 75% threshold. He got his we'd, money, man, but it was over. We'd have, to, we'd have to throw someone else in there as well. Um, and as I said, I'd prefer not to be bringing in a larger contract based around Jay right now um, and sending out other assets. I think we need to maintain... Look, I'm more than happy to send Shamit out. Don't get me wrong. Um, who, do you, who do you reckon would pony up a first rounder for him, though? Miami. You reckon? Yeah, because they think they're a top four so, side in the East. It's a late first rounder too. So it's not a, therefore, not they believe they believe the late first rounder is basically a second rounder anyway. They'd be more than happy to. Mm. I think if that million was spot on for uh, and and yeah. also and also they lost PJ Tucker and have not replaced the power forward position. So right now mm. Miami are desperate for a power forward. So they'd be yeah. more than happy to give up a first rounder, especially a late so, one. It's an undersized front court, though, isn't it? If they bring him in, not that that's our problem, because Bam's still undersized as a five. And yeah, I hope we're right. I mean, as I said, I just think I was really surprised with what Bogdanovich went for. Like, I would have thought if anyone was going to pony up at first, he would have been able to get one. Um, so yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, but I, I think the Julius Randall thing's dead. Um, thank God. I just don't think he'd fit culturally with the Suns, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, if we give up a Jay Crowder to New York and go give us Cam Reddish in a first rounder, who knows? New York need to put something around Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, so who knows what they do. All right, 
Let's go on to everyone's new favourite topic. This is where Trev shines. Trev, you are not allowed to make any predictions until the other two have. We might have to come back tomorrow if that's the case. So if it's slow, come on, boys. You you are clearly you are clearly better than everyone at this, Trev. I actually got one last week and I wasn't on the pot. Don't worry, Hammer. I'll probably go zero from zero with you this week. No, I've got. I have got uh, at least one easy one, um, maybe two. So, Ooh, are we ready, gents? Much. Have you got a pen and paper? Ready. Let's do it. Here no we pen go. and paper, but let's go. Here we go. All right, Ash. Forever. Ash, who was the first picture? No fucking idea. Hamo, who was the first picture? Oh, I'm going to guess Archie Goodwin. Incorrect. Who was the first picture, Trev? I wasn't sure on that one, to be Whoa, perfectly honest. Look you, out. You've got me. Got him. You've got me on that one. So. Pulled up, Stumps. You're not going to have a guess? Ah. No, I won't. That was John Jenkins. Johnny Jenkins. Ooh. There you go. Okay. He was our. Uh, he was our one of our uh, amazing draft picks that was going to be the next big thing, and really wasn't. Mm. Who was number two? Ash. That one had me stumped as well, mate. I'm not going to lie. Do you want a hint? He was an Aussie. Yeah, right. No, still nothing. Hamo. No fucking idea. Trev. That's uh, son of Bruce, Jonah Bolden. It absolutely is Jonah Bolden. Come on, guys. He played the last two years. Yeah, there you go. Number three. Ash. The Brazilian Blur, uh, Leandro Barbosa. Hamo. Had fucking Barbosa written down. Lovely, Trev. I'm sure you're going to get this right. Absolutely. The Brazilian Blur. It He's was one of my Leandro Barbosa. I had to put beep, him beep. in to try and make this one beep, a beep. little bit easier. And, of course, our last picture, Trev, uh, uh, Ash. Isn't it funny? I remember him, but I don't remember his name. So, no idea. Hamo. Don't even bother. No idea. <laughs> Trev, tell him who it was. No, it's Yuda Tabuze, is it not? That's it the one. Yuda Tabuze. Well done. Trev, three out of four. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, or Johnny Jenkins, mate. That's, uh, yeah, that's a shame. Can't wait till Dragon Bender pops on. And my man, and a shout out to my man, Sweet Lou Amundsen. I'm waiting for Big Lou to get in there. So I was gonna, I was gonna. Put I would Lou recognize on Lou. I would I recognize put Lou. On, I was gonna put Lou on last week, but lucky I didn't because you froze up and didn't see any of them last week anyway. So yeah, that's uh, that's right. So which was yeah. disappointing. It was All disappointing. Right. I've, um... Let's move on to thumbs up, thumbs down. We have four questions today. 
Question one. The Phoenix Suns must sign Cameron Johnson to an extension in this offseason. Ash. Thumbs down. Hamo. Thumbs up. Trev. I am also a thumbs down. Question two. Robert Sava will sell the Suns as a whole rather than just his 35%. Now, I know you're confused a bit by this, Hamo, and we'll explain it. <laughs> we'll explain it when we get into the uh, descriptions. Please. But, uh, Ash. Thumbs up. Hamo. I'm going to have to go up as well because it's yeah, NFL. Trev. I am also thumbs up. The Bojan Bogdanovich trade was our last chance at an off-season move. Ash. Thumbs down. Hamo. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Trev. And I am also a thumbs down. And finally, the Suns will average more than 35 three-point attempts per game next season. Ash. <laughs> Come on, Ash. Get off the fence. Damn, thumbs thumbs down. down. So a little nice bit of context. Winners, Ash. Come on, mate. A little bit of context. We averaged 31 and a half last year. Yeah. And the season that, before, about run? 33. But the other yeah. one put in that I think 31 had us 28 in the comp. Yeah, and I think by as a measure of comparison, Minnesota was on top at forty attempts 46, per game. Forty-six, forty-six attempts. No, nah, forty is what oh, I looked 40, at. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I... a thumbs up. Thumbs down. And you're a thumbs up, Trev. And yep, I am also. Me. I am also a thumbs down. All right. So back to question one, guys in the chat. While we're talking about it and going in depth, put your uh, thumbs up, thumbs down now because you're a little bit behind when we're going through the questions. So people in the chat and you guys here, the Phoenix Suns must sign Cameron Johnson to an extension this offseason. We only had one thumbs up. That was you, Hamo. Why must the Phoenix Suns sign Cameron Johnson to an extension this offseason? Run the risk of him becoming spoiled and um, packing his bag. And, um, you know, doing the Jay Crowder, doing kind of what Aiton tried to do, but somehow Monty and the boys pulled him back in. I think he's got to get some money. Um, the the question didn't say max extension, just said extension. So, yeah, I believe he, he needs to get an extension this season to to show him because he's growing Every year, he's growing exponentially, man. He's getting better and better. He deserves that money. Lads, rebuttals? Uh, well, I don't. they don't have to right, give him an extension. So that's by definition of the question. That's why I went thumbs down. But I think they will. I think purely they haven't given him one yet is just to keep their flexibility open with any other moves that they want to make. Um, as for Hamo saying you'll crack the sads and all of that. I think Cam's the great, the greatest, the greatest human on earth, right? Um, gentleman of the game, great guy. Can't see that 
Yeah, you know, I think the most excited we ever saw him was um, when he nailed that game winner against the Knicks. And even that was completely out of character. You don't really see him getting too excited like that. So, um, no, I don't have any qualms at all now that he's going to slide into that starting four spot. Um, I'm excited by what he brings. So, no, I think he'll be there. Him and Mikhail will be there, along with Deep Book for the long haul. And if we recall as well, Mikhail's extension was done just on the eve of the season as well. And I think purely for the same reason, just to give him a little bit of flexibility with any moves that they wanted. Um, in case, you know, an opportunity arose. So, yeah, I think it'll get announced pretty shortly. Um, Fair call. Yeah, and love him. So, Guys in the chat, um, we've only got one thumbs up so far as a response. Um, Sonia was there for that three-pointer against the Knicks. Hmm. I'll tell you what, we all freaking enjoyed it too, Sonia. Um, it's tremendous. Ash, any comments? Yeah, love Cam J. Um Absolutely, we do not need to sign him to an offer this offseason. Um, I absolutely think that this is a good chance for him to show us what he's actually worth. And um, if he has a good season, he might find himself making a little bit more money towards the end of the season. If he signs now, he might make a little bit less money. Who knows? But um, no, I think um, it's a really good chance for him to, to show us what he's got. He's like, um, like you said, Trev. He's a real high character, high IQ guy. He knows the business. He's a really intelligent person. Um, and, you know, he knows what's going to happen. And um, I think not having him signed up is probably going to be better for us. He's going to really put his, you know, put a good foot forward. And um, I'm really looking forward to watching him this year. He's going to be, you know, probably our most improved player this year, in my opinion. So I uh, agree with what you said, Trev, but flexibility goes both ways, right? So yep. we've got we've got the perfect opportunity now to sign him to a team friendly contract, um, which will be movable and tradable and all that sort of stuff. But I also think that the team and James Jones are probably sitting there going, "Cam, we're going to move you into a starting slot. Now it's up to you to prove how much money you're worth." Um, so it's almost a catch twenty two. Do we have to sign him to an extension? No. And the reason being exactly what you and uh, what both of you said, Trev and Ash, Cam Johnson seems to me like a professional. He's going to sit there and go, you know what? Don't sign me to the extension. That's fine. I'm going to do what I did against New York, but for a hell of a lot longer and for most of the season and earn a bigger bag. Um, and I'll be more than happy to do that. They get, so, they get instilled a very hard work ethic. Up there in North Carolina, or down there in North Carolina, man. You know he's Tar Heels, so yeah, they're built. Well, you've seen that tough. at his lemonade stand, right? When he's, when he's <laughs> mate, on the lemonade stand, so that'll make up best any lemonade you ever, ever had, too. My probably. goodness, I'd pay probably premium not. for that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he gets more aggressive. I'd love to see him be more aggressive. And um, well, he do, he does in flashes though. He goes absolutely. hard at the basket in flashes. It's so good. Yeah. Just ask PJ when Tucker and Julius Randall. Randall. That's exactly right. And then he had that mysterious quad ailment and he bloody was never the same yeah. for the rest of the season. Thanks, thanks, Mitchell Robinson, you piece of shit. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not convinced they'll sign Cam to an extension, but it won't surprise me if they do similar to what they did with Macau. Mm. Uh, good to see someone new in the chat. Cream Pie Lars, 
giving us the old, uh, you all sound like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> g'day, uh, mate. G'day, mate. Um, I've been told I sound a lot worse, so I'll take that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been called a lot worse too. Um, question two, Robert Sabah will sell the Suns as a whole rather than just his 35%. So did anyone go th – we all went thumbs up on this? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So as a bit of context for the people here, Robert Sabah is the majority owner of the Phoenix Suns, owns 35% of the team. Um, but as part of his ownership agreement with the other owners, by selling the team, he can actually sell the entire team, which effectively buys out the other owners, as well as selling his 35%. So there's two options for Saba here. He can sell the team for th his 35% of the team based on a valuation of whatever the total sale price is, Um or he could sell the entire team and then give everyone the cut based on their percentage. I could tell you right now that based on the fact that the team, and Richie mentioned it before, team's worth 1.92 at evaluation, which means that Robert Sava is going to get 35% of $1.92 million. If he sells the team as a whole and gets offers at anywhere between $2.5 and $3.5 billion, he makes a hell of a lot more money. So... All of the partial owners that we've been speaking about, so we've got Jam, we've got Larry Fitz, we've got Jam's brother, we've got whoever else owns a partial part of the team. Bob. They're selling the team too. All right. Anyone else got any comments? Uh, no, I'll just give it. Oh, thank sorry, you for the education. You no, no, Gav, you know it in one, mate. Um, it's getting sold. As a whole, I think um, everybody's going to make more money that way. <clears throat> and um, Sarver's a piece of shit and he's going to do piece of shit things. Well, uh, not even piece of shit, though, because let's be honest, if we own a fucking asset and we could sell that asset for more by selling it as a whole and then fixing some people up who threw some money into that asset, it's we're doing enough. the same thing. We're doing the same thing. Yeah. So, yes, Sarver's a piece of shit, but reality is he's going to make more money by selling the team as a whole than he is by selling 35% of evaluation. It's as simple as that. Um, I'd just like to give a, a quick shout out to my dad yesterday that nailed the quaddy at Sandown. So he's actually thrown his hat into the ring as potentially a late bidder there. So nice. he's going to keep you guys posted. So, Mr. Goodison, yeah, yeah. so I think our new owner. I think the Aussie Suns fans can at least make up 0.1% of the ownership group of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and we'd be like 50. And then you give it to me, I put like, it on a multi, and yeah, we're good. You double down. But we'd make up like 87% of the social events coordinators, right? We'd oh, have a damn great straight we would. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. Um, but reality is that I, I think, um, and we spoke about it, we spoke about before who's going to buy the side. If Bob Iger buys the side, he's going to buy it with a consortium of owners. And the likelihood is that he goes out to the current ownership group and goes, we need you guys to chuck your coin in for whatever percentage it is that you own. And you can just come sit courtside like uh, Mr. Monopoly with a monocle and a cane and a top hat and be awesome fun. So. Uh, question three, the Bojan Bogdanovic trade is our last chance at an off-season move. Hamo, you were the only one with a thumbs up. 
Yeah, you well, don't believe I just we've mean, got another move in us? Uh, it seemed like the last one that had been rumoured. So without knowing anything on the inside and without being smart enough to nail down things that we want to look at ourselves within, you know, the confines of money and things that are way out of my depth, um, I thought that was our last decent chance. I mean, there's free agents out there that we could sign, possibly. Um, but... Yeah, I thought trade value-wise, I thought that was probably our our best chance of getting something decent back for this season. Gents, anything back to Hamo? Um, look, probably Hamo is probably right, but in the sense of the off-season. But I will preface that by saying some of the stuff we've woken up to the last couple of days. You know, we see this Crowder thing, then we see. Ima Yudoka getting sacked for an entire season. That's just come out of nowhere. Um, who knows what we'll wake up to tomorrow, right? So, um, look, we probably don't necessarily make one um, before the season starts unless we find the right price for what someone's willing to cough up for Jay, but that's okay. We'll play the long game. We've put ourselves in the position for the long game, so we'll, be, we'll do our due diligence on any opportunity that comes up. Um, from now until the trade deadline. So that's, you know, if if we stand pat for opening night with what we've got, I'm cool with that. We've got, the, yeah. we've got the crew there and we'll have an opportunity yeah. along the way um, for other opportunities to take, you know, take shape and we'll be able to swoop in where others won't be able to and complement where we need complementing. So I'm, I'm happy with our situation in that regard. Ash. Yeah, shadow everything that Trev said. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's. I think we're playing the long game, so it wouldn't surprise. Obviously, yeah, the crowd situation is going to happen, so we're definitely going to be you know, trading something there. Um, I feel like anything could happen from now until the trade deadline. So if it's pre-season, yeah, I, I, there's something big is going to happen this year. We're definitely playing the long game, and. Um, yeah, I'm more than happy to wait out and see what happens. I'm happy to keep stacking wins because we've got a 64-win team that can stack wins. Keep stacking wins and let's see what happens at the deadline. That's more where I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty similar. I was thumbs down because just because of Jay Crowder, really. Yeah. Um, there's going to be movement there. I'd like like it to be just a first-round pick. Probably won't be. Um, there's there's going to be players that move around and everything else and. All that sort of fun. Um, but, yeah, I, I I still honestly think that our biggest moves are going to happen before trade deadline with a player like SGA or a player like Brandon Ingram. So that's that's where I sit. Um, although I went thumbs down mainly because of Jay. Um, the Suns will average more than 35 three-point attempts per game next season. Now, who went thumbs up for this? Trev did. I did. And Ash. All right. That nah, was down. You were down? Okay, Trev, why? Well, I think evolution of the game dictates as each season's gone by, you see an increase in three-point field goal attempts. So that takes us to 33. Factoring in, we've got Cam it's going to start. He'll be getting more minutes. That'll be more attempts. And I also think DA will up the, the go as well. So, um, and I'm confident that they'll be bringing in a piece 
at some stage as well that'll be a shooter. We covered shooters, um, so I think we'll we'll move up um, in that rank. I'd probably have us around about the twenty mark in the league. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have us averaging just a tick over thirty-five a game. So it's only if you just break it down from what we've been doing, it's one extra a quarter. So, gents, is this is the one where I was doing the yeah thirty-five? I think thirty-five is probably about right. Um, we're going to definitely shoot a few more just by having Cam Johnson in the starting lineup. I think as well. Um, Are we? Because Jay Crowder used to fucking just jack up threes yeah. for whatever reason he wanted. FGA, not FGM. Yeah, look, I think we're definitely going to like, like Trev said, the evolution of the game and the way everything's looking and that sort of stuff. Um, Dario Sarage coming back in in the second unit's going to, you know, there's some more threes there. You know, you, you're replacing him with Javel. Uh, Javel with him, sorry. And, um, yeah, there's a few more threes a game probably. Um, I think 35 is probably about right. We're going to go up a little bit, but we're not going to go above that, I wouldn't have thought. We're going to be pretty similar to last year. Hey, mate. Man, I'll tell you what, you guys make it so hard. Um, and not just my areas. Um, <laughs> you, you make a goddamn good argument. Like, I'm sitting back here looking at it before the pod, like, 35 minutes, a lot of fucking three-pointers. You know, book shoots four, this person shoots four, whatever. You make a good point, but, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see us tone back a little bit on our three-pointers. Like, Ooh. okay, granted, we had we were, Crowder. We were, like, last in the fucking league, man. Yeah. 28-point three attempts. Right, if we're making... Yeah more than we were last season, then I'm happy with that. But we were throwing up some dumbass threes, man. Yeah, Crowder was part of that. Cam had a couple of bad shots there too. Some little weird-looking fuck <coughs> looks like he's been run over. Landry Shamwell or something. Um, <laughs> like, look, if, we, if we're hitting 35%, 40% of those 35 shots, then I'm very happy, but... Fuck, I just don't want to see us jacking up useless threes just because the folks on the Aussie Suns podcast, number one cast in Australia, mind you, said that they should. Um, our team is built for the mid-range. That's why we won't get up to 35. Um, will there well, be will an we increase? Get uh, there'll be an increase. I, I think we'll get 32, 33. Um, okay. I think Book, Book will probably pop up a couple more. Cam Johnson will certainly, I think, will run more plays for Cam Johnson. Um, Aiton shooting more. Don't know about that. Um, on, a, on a side note, we probably could have added this one as well. Do you reckon Book will shoot above 40% for three for the season? Um, Thumbs up. Based fact, on, you mean, he'll, based he'll on have a history, couple more yes, attempts. He's, He's very, very close to 90, 50, 40, isn't he? Most, most well, years. If he, can stand, if he can stand behind the three-point line, not have his foot on it, that might help him. He's the king of the foot on the line long he too. Is. He really is. So. Um, but he's, he's a 90, 50, 40 guy. So, yes, I'll say yes. Mm. That's, that's kind of what book is. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, we've finished that up. Before we go on to the next one, a couple of things I wanted to touch on that I didn't touch on in the Suns week. We signed Frank Johnson to a uh, training camp deal and Timothy Lua Wobba Cabaret. Louis Cabaret. 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 Yeah. Can I buy um, a vow? 
So those two to a training camp deal, people were a bit excited about Timothy Cabaret, but... Were they? Yeah, I saw... Sun's Twitter got a bit excited about it, to be honest, but these guys, training camp deals... Look, we've we've signed these guys based on what future trades happen. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, but does anyone have any comment about either of these? And Richie saying who's Frank Johnson? Frank Johnson played for the Pistons Detroit? last season. Yep. Um, I think he, he averaged played 10 or 12 at, um, a game. I'm pretty sure he's had a stop at the Pelicans as well. Is it solid? Yeah, solid. Check him solid. out. Solid. It's got to be the most he's one not, of the most vanilla names in the comp, though, doesn't it? Frank yeah, he's Jackson. not as good as just, he's not as. Oh, Frank Jackson. Yeah, sorry, Frank Jackson, not Johnson. Sorry, Richie. Um, I I was thinking Frank Johnson because yeah, geez, throwing it back. That's it. KJ's brother. Um, yeah, look, it's Uncle Frank. Not too not too much to get too excited about. We'll no doubt have a, a look. Um, I can see Sonia's excited for the Adelaide 36ers when they come to town. Sonia, make sure you give a big shout-out to Mitch McCarron, who will be running the point for Adelaide 36ers, so one of my favourite players in the NBL. Um, you yeah. are right, though, Sonia. They are the Aussie team to hate because nobody likes Adelaide. No one gives a flying fuck about 36ers. No, no, no one gives a flying fuck about Adelaide. It's, it's, um, their football teams suck. Their basketball teams suck. It's a horrid, horrible place. It's the city. So much more than half an hour behind. Good old Adelaide. No, Erin will get upset. Sorry, Erin. Sorry, Erin. She'll fight us all now. Heard it all before. Goodness gracious me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, look, we'll see what these guys can bring. I think they're just bodies to participate in drills and hopefully Ish Wainwright doesn't spear tackle them in half and we'll be okay. Uh, okay, our next segment. I would kill everyone in this room for a drop of sweet beer. Who do we want to have a beer with this week, gents? Let's start with you, Trev. Uh, look, I'm going to have, I'm just going to have a beer with all Phoenix Suns basketball fans, to be honest. I'm excited we're back. I'll tell you what, you know, when Game 7 went all pear-shaped last year, there were some dark times uh, in the in the land of T. Goodison. So it was good to, I'm glad it's nearly back. You well, know, things media like, day tomorrow. That's right. What time you, what time Everyone you swan get in their new phone wallpapers, bro. Sorry, mate. So, what time are you swanning in for your questions there tomorrow, Gav? Well, I, I did send a request out to my friend, the media manager down there at the Phoenix Suns, and he hasn't got back to me. So, okay, he's um, he's uh, he's he's on my list with Jock Landau at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, so look, it's you know it's a bit benign, but you know I'm just <clears> excited <throat> for the season to, to happen, Gus. Um, you know, look, will we or won't we? Who yeah. knows? But I tell you what, give me. You, and I've, I've said this before on this very podcast, but give me a, a chance where, or give me any year where we've got a chance to kind of make some noise in the playoffs versus over years playing for draft picks. Give me being in the being in the pointy end every single time, no matter what the circumstances. So let's so get off, it off the off the back of that comment about media day, gents. What do our players say about Robert Sava and the fact he's going to sell? Do they? try to ignore it or do they come out and go pretty hard? Um, 
I think to be perfect, and I think we touched on this last week, right? I think they'll they'll come out with a prepared statement. Um, maybe James Jones says it. Maybe Chris Paul says it on behalf of the team. Says, you know, this is where we're at. Um, and that's how we go. To be honest, there's nothing really the players can say. Um, don't need to now. You know, no. Yeah, there's nothing for them. You know, they don't gain anything by speculating on who's going to take it over. They'll, you know, they'll probably just tow a party line and say, look, whoever they hope, hope he's, you know, whoever buys it's got the interest of the team at heart and wants to see the team do well. That'll be the thing. Hamo, who do you want to have a beer with? Man, this week I want to have a beer with uh, Australia's own Lauren Jackson. She finally come nice. back to professional basketball level for uh, first time in nine years um she only played half a game but she didn't need to play she didn't anymore, look like she'd man. missed a day she no they, they were down in, 10 down um 10 to 2 at the start so she come in played the first half they end up winning by 50 60 points she didn't play anything in the second half like, it's just awesome that she's back you know what I mean? Like we've got people that can still come back in Australia and compete on an absolutely worldwide professional level, man. She's Gazy, a cool chick. Gazy's next. Gazy's next, yeah. And Shane Hill. And the hammer. Whoa. <laughs> Look out. Get Look out. Back. I've actually Melvin, um, I've actually, Thomas, I've, actually had a, um, I've actually had a beer with Lauren Jackson at, at a Swan Hill basketball tournament. Um but maybe I shouldn't bring that up because we're underage. Um, Ash. Just get your trumpet out there, Gav. And just give that a little toot there. That's very nice. A little bit of name dropping there. Thank you very much. How do, do I follow that up? How do I follow that up? That was fantastic, mate. I, um, I like that one a lot. Um, I'm going to, I want to have a beer with a collective group of people um, led by Chris Paul, LeBron James, Draymond Green and these guys here, the guys that the guys that own PayPal. These guys spoke up in the media. They were vocal and they helped put a lot of pressure on Sava. And, you know, they led the charge. Um, so I'd love to have a beer with each and every one of those guys and um, give them a little pat on the back and a, and a big thank you. Nice. Well said, yeah, Ash. Respect, man. Totally. Um, I'd like to have a beer with uh, Phil Knight and Jerry Colangelo and convince Phil that buying the Phoenix Suns is in his best interest. Yeah, you just want to get in there and just be like, come on, dudes, what the fuck are you doing? Phil, Seriously. Phil, 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 just Phil, 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 Jerry, Phil, 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 you got $38.8 billion. Surely you can give up fucking three and a half to buy the Suns. Come on, Phil. Just Go to the ashtray of your car, mate, and dig out what's in there. That's it. Come on, Phil. Jesus Empty the couch. Fucking hell. Mm. Couple hey, of cushions. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed Rolexes. you haven't. I'm pretty disappointed you haven't already done it, Phil. Wake up to yourself. <laughs> Muppet. What's up and next? That leads us into. Don't be a flog. Flog of the week. Flog of the week. Trev, who's your flog of the week? Uh. We're kind of just stepping back a week or two, but um, you know he probably could have been a candidate last week. But uh, Dennis Sh Dennis Schroeder uh, has been locked in. So we all know that the great German Rondo with his little bleached part in his uh, hair there. The German knocked Rondo down a, knocked, knocked German down Rondo. What knocked the down fuck? a uh, four year eighty four million dollar deal from the Lakers. 
to then go ahead and last year signed at the Celtics for, I believe, $5.9 million. Mm-hmm. And now he's back at the Lakers for about 2.2? 2.2, yeah. Worth every penny of it. So, <laughs> or every Deutschmark. Uh, now, Dennis, and, and the reason that he didn't take his words were that he didn't take the, the four, four at 84 was that he wasn't quite sure that he fit with the Lakers. And hello, yeah, Vico, he's back. right back there yeah. on a significantly reduced paycheck. It's funny, good Dennis, call, you're doing Dennis. it. It's the only fit available. Dennis, good call, Dennis. Dennis, you're doing it wrong. You <laughs> absolute flog. <laughs> you're doing it wrong, Dennis. It's <laughs> backwards, mate. Hamo, who's your flog of the week? Uh, Trev said his name perfectly two or three times tonight, and I'm going to get it wrong, I reckon. Uh, Imi Adoka, um, yeah, you're a dumbass. Close enough. Um, yeah, this this guy uh, is some kind of upper level management for the Boston Celtics, engaged in some nefarious conduct with a female colleague. Um, you're a dickhead, mate. You don't do that shit at work. You don't do that shit if you got a wife, and like you just you've you fucked yourself, man. You'll be up at Toronto or something next year. He didn't have a wife. Maybe Sacramento. Well, dude, committed. Doesn't matter. Same thing. All right. Hey, did Same everyone thing. did everyone see the rumor of how he got caught? No. Probably dumbass. I read it today. No, I read it today. He was having a conversation oh, with the chick on, like, out the front of her house, on the like out the front in front of the doorbell, and the doorbell was one of those recording doorbells. <laughs> <laughs> And the husband's sitting there on the phone watching the fucking conversation. It's it. I don't, it's just so hard to be. It's bad form to believe. And then the then and, the narrative of of you know African American. This is why it's happening to him. If this was a white coach, it wouldn't. Man, just and shout out shout out to Shaq because apparently the doorbells from the company that Shaq invested in. So well done, Shaq. <laughs> nice. Can log into it with your points better. Ninety-two. <laughs> uh, Ash, who's your flog of the week? Hamo, are you sitting down? Oh, I, I thought, thought it was going to be your flog for a second. Then no, no, absolutely not, mate. No, I know uh, I'd rather have a beer with you every week. But um, right, let's, let's you're going to you're going to love my flog of the week, Hamo. It oh, is right. the the one and only Ben Simmons. Yeah, getting my flog of the week. Did anybody see his? fruity little puff piece that he done during the week, the little interview he'd done. The term he used in that interview just made me cringe. He said that the the Brooklyn Nets are the 76ers on steroids, and I just couldn't picture two teams that are more different. He, if you actually get a chance... the with the 76ers on steroids. He, that's what he called the Nets. He couldn't be further from the truth. The... His skill set fits the, the funny perfectly. part about it is the couple of the Americans that are on here are probably going to get a laugh out of these little Aussie sayings. I think old Ben's got a couple of ruse loose in the top paddock. He's not all there up the top. Yeah, the, if the, you ever heard him talk, working, the bloke is a sandwich short of a picnic. And some of the stuff he come up with on that little chat that he did, which was clearly, you know, designed to put out there to try and make him be more approachable and, you know, look like a good bloke. I think it did the opposite. I think he absolutely looked like a the flog that he is. And, um, yeah, suck a dick, Ben Simmons. You're my flog of the week. 
Yeah, well, well um, while uh, I accept every single part of that, can I just point out one thing? If the allegations are true of him having mental health issues, he may be medicated and not speaking correctly. Just want to put that out there. It does happen to some people. So we're not going to rip into as much as I rip on Ben for taking up the ass from Dwight. I'm not going to rip into him for about, you know, having some pills in his system or something. So they, um, Austin Rivers got on the Instagram page of the uh, Old Man and Three podcast and absolutely ripped shreds off him as well. So interesting. We'll see what comes of that. <laughs> Uh, Great flog. Great flog. My my flog of the week is Jay Crowder, but not for the reasons that you may suspect. It's for one reason and one reason only. Jay, everyone knows now that you want to get traded from the Suns. Do you really have to go out, spend money on a fucking hype trade video and post your own fucking hype trade video on Instagram just to try and up your worth? Jay, sides either want you or they don't. They don't want to see a video about how fucking magnificent you are made by yourself. Wake up to yourself. Shit video. I love you, but fucking hell. Horrible. Horrible. (laughs) That was embarrassing. All right, gents. We've uh, we've probably gone over a bit, so... uh, Last thoughts, last comments, all that sort of stuff. Ash, where can we find you? Uh, Social media, on last Twitter, comments. Um, yeah, on Twitter as Go the Pig. I'm not very rarely on there. Um, I'm more of a Facebook, Instagram sort of guy. Um, you'll find me on Facebook and Instagram as All the Smoke Barbecue. Um, and just thanks for having me again, guys. Um, always good fun to jump on and see some friendly faces and talk some shit. Gotta love it. Loved having you on again, Ash. Way better than Boyd. Uh, <laughs> hey, mate. Hey, like, I'm telling you, Ash has got the best-looking food. I'm drooling just looking over his Insta and that. So go check out all the smoke barbecue. But while you're online, go check out the Aussie Suns Fans podcast. Check out the Aussie Suns Fans YouTube and Facebook pages, Twitter, Insta. Gav's going to tell you where all the handles are. Check out Trev. Check out Ash. Maybe check out Gav. Maybe Boyd and Nate too. Actually, Gaz probably better than Boyd, but yeah, anyway. But no, thanks a lot, guys. Great to be back. And um, yeah, I can't wait till there's actually some games to review. Trev? Always a pleasure to be on with you, gents. So good to see you again, Ash, Hamo and Gaff. Um, On Twitter, at TrevyG82. So yeah, jump on, give us a follow. Always happy to interact. Um, Really good input in the chat tonight as well, guys. So thanks for tuning in. So, um, yeah, make sure you keep it going. Great work. And, uh, yeah, as Gav said, media day tomorrow, so we're getting close. So keep the faith and uh, let's throw it up and uh, start the season off on the correct foot with an absolute beatdown of those maps. Let's go. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on tonight. The chat was awesome. Thank you, everyone, for jumping on. Um, thank you, Sonia, 2am over in Phoenix. Legend, Sonia. On here. Oh, definitely, bye, po- Sonia. Awesome. definitely post those pictures from the game on, on the weekend against the 36ers. Um, follow us on YouTube at Aussie Suns Fans. Same on Twitter at Aussie Suns Fans. Uh, I'm at Gas- Guesswork Gav. Um, I don't really post there about the Suns, so don't bother following that too much. Um, like, subscribe, comment, 
do all that fun stuff that gets us out there. Um, we really enjoy it. We've got media day tomorrow. We've got uh, preseason starting next week. I think the first preseason game is just after just after we pod next week. I think the first preseason game. So it'll be a nice I think it's Sunday, Monday Phoenix night. Time. So Monday. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We'll we'll have the first preseason game against the thirty sixes, and then be able to pod straight mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, we all know the Suns are going to win by about seven hundred points because the thirty sixes are shit. Um, <laughs> but hey, at least we'll have Suns basketball back. We love you. We've spent all week. I've been talking to Paul's people. He's been talking to our people. It's going to happen. We are so close to having Paul on now. It's Dervisher World. We're going to be there. Unfortunately, we didn't have Justin from Fanning the Flames this week because he soft-cocked us. But um, hopefully we will have a couple of special guests in the next couple of weeks. Um, Hoping to have Justin back on. Hoping to have Justin back on. Hoping to have Dan Duarte on. Hoping to have Flex from Jersey on over the next couple of weeks. Um, And maybe even John Voider from Suns Jam um, and Coach Evan B. So... Stay tuned. We will try and keep everyone up to date with everything we do. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. See you, guys. As Chris Paul gets in, another wide-open three. Pierre Cardin. The first of Booker for the long-range jumper. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns, and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. Chris Paul, bring a dinner with the dish. D-Book on the corner with the swish. We the valley, hang with the dunk. Pulse rising, now the crowd getting pumped. We the best, I ain't talking about Cali. Who's next? Never winning in the valley. Can't wait for that championship rally. Send them home, send them back to Cali. Stand up if you're down for the suns. Put a finger in the air, we number one. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but a thing. P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Phoenix Suns and you know we up next. Yeah, we working for that championship ring. We the valley, it ain't nothing but.